0: Families tell stories. We tell stories about the people who still live in our family. And we tell stories about the people who used to live in our family, people who have died. We tell stories about people we've never met. And we pass those stories down because they mean something to us about who we are. And the stories of our ancestors, not just the people who are related to us by blood or by marriage. But those people who have entered our family's life Their stories have shaped us and their stories become our stories. The church, the family of God, has its stories and it's got lots of members of this family. But we tell some of those stories, some of those particular stories because they're the kind of stories that have shaped who we are and who our family is. And sometimes... We tell the story of an individual because of what she thought. But often we tell stories about people because of what they did. And many of the saints of God, the holy people of God are remembered because they were willing to stand up for justice and stand up for righteousness even when it wasn't very popular. You are a saint. I am a saint. We are all holy children of God. That's part of God's gift to us. God's love makes us holy. But we tell each other's stories. We also tell those peculiar stories because they linger in our memory, in our shared story. And one of the saints, one of the holy children of God that we remember is Joseph of Arimathea. And you might not know much about Joseph I don't know much about Joseph, but I bet if you remember anything, you remember what we heard from the gospel lesson, which is that Joseph gave his own tomb for Jesus' body to be buried in. But before we get to the burial, it's the part I didn't remember that really caught my attention in this gospel lesson. The first verse Now, there was a good and righteous man named Joseph who, though a member of the council, had not agreed with their plan and their action. That council was the the group of people who had decided that Jesus needed to be executed, needed to die uh, as a a rebellious member. They were the ones that handed him over to Pilate. And Luke wants us to know from the beginning that Joseph didn't agree with them. But he doesn't tell us... What Joseph did about it. He doesn't say Joseph stood up and said, this is wrong. We can't do this. Luke just mentions in passing that he didn't agree. Sometimes we remember stories and tell stories because of things that people thought. Sometimes we tell stories about people because of what they said. But often the stories that we remember in our family, the family of God, are about the things that people did And it's what Joseph did that helps us understand what it meant for him to not agree with them. Joseph asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. That's a nice thing to do, isn't it? It's a a generous thing to do. It's a compassionate thing to do. It's a tender thing to do. If you've ever cared for someone who was sick, if you've ever cared for someone near the point of death, if you've ever cared for someone who had lost a loved one, you know how important those tender moments are. Jesus, his body, didn't have anybody to care for him. His friends had run away. They'd run away because they were afraid. Joseph said, I'll do it. But it wasn't just a gesture of compassion. Remember, in the Jewish custom, you're not allowed to touch a dead body. It's unclean. And anybody who touches a dead body would be rendered unclean for a period of time, which is why only the family would have had that responsibility. But no family showed up to do it. But Joseph did it. He was willing to risk the stigma that comes with touching a dead body for the sake of Jesus. But it's more than that. In those days, When somebody was crucified, they were not usually taken down and buried. They were usually left on the cross so that the vultures and the flies and the other critters would come and pick at the corpse. And everybody who walked by for weeks would see, would smell the memory of the death, a a signal, a sign that nobody messes with the Roman Empire. Rome always wins. But Joseph was brave. And he said to Pilate, the the governor who had no care for Jesus' life, and said, I want you to make an exception. I want you to bend the rules for me. I want to take this body and I want to care for it. I want to treat it with the dignity that this body deserves. A dignity which Rome wasn't interested in. And when he did it, he was saying to Pilate and to the Roman Empire... I care about this man whom you have executed and I'm willing to risk arrest, maybe even my own execution because I think it's important enough for this body to be buried. We don't know a lot about Joseph, but we know enough to tell his story. We know enough to see how Joseph recognized that in Jesus everyone has dignity. Everyone is valuable and important enough To risk everything you have to stand up for them. The family of God tells stories about each other. And sometimes we tell stories about what people think. Occasionally we tell stories about what people say. But often we tell stories about what people do. We are God's family. Each of us is a part of this story. And because God's love lives in us, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Just as Joseph was to not just think or speak but to act for the sake of justice, for the sake of righteousness, for the sake of the dignity of every person. Consider that. Remember that you belong to God. You are a part of God's family. And because of that, in some ways, your story has already been written. And the stories of those who have gone before us have shaped us. And I invite you to seek the Spirit's gift so that you too might be one who thinks, speaks, and acts For the sake of justice, just as our forebear, Joseph of Arimathea, did.